Hello and welcome to Podcraft, the podcasthost.com's very own podcast about making podcasts. It's Matthew with you here, and if you've been listening to the series up until now, you'll know that we've just recently finished Season 7, where we were answering some of your frequently asked podcasting questions. Over the next few weeks now, we're going to be bringing you some interviews from various corners of the podcasting world. I believe Collins referred to such mid-season episodes as in-betweenies in the past. If you think you can come up with a better name, then send them a tweet at the podcast host and let them know about it. Now, on this week's show, we're going to listen to a conversation between Colin and a very successful podcaster right here in Scotland, a gentleman called John Butt. John runs a show through his business called Marketing for Owners, which is all about helping business owners with their marketing. And Colin wanted to catch up with him because he's been very successful in monetizing his podcast. He's creating a lot of leads for his business through that show. And in this chat, John covers a few different topics like the various ways to monetize through things like membership sites, through leads to selling products and services, and then on to a bit about the growth of audiences as well. So the different ways that John has tried over the years to grow his audience. So hope that whets your appetite. Let's not hang around any longer and go and hear Colin's chat with John Butt of marketingforowners.com. Hey John, welcome to the show. Hello, nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you could join me. Uh, how's the day where you are just now? It's actually cold. I um, I record a podcast myself, and I uh, I like to do them outside. But uh, I was it looked nice out the window, but not till I went outside. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it always like that. So yeah, your podcast. Can you tell us a bit about it? What's it? What's the name, and what do you generally talk about? It's marketing for owners. Uh, which is also name of a website, marketingforowners.com. And sure. I do a daily podcast from Monday to Friday, and they're generally uh, around 10 minutes per episode. And it's just me where I give generally marketing tips from my experience of uh, and of life and business. And mm-hmm. the Wednesday edition, I interview a, a renowned expert, which is therefore more like half 30 40 minutes and sure. uh, um, we delve into their marketing systems and how they've become successful and what you know what they use to uh, to build their business yeah absolutely so you're a more than once a, a week show then yeah i um i decided well in actual fact i'm very lazy so so first of all that's the reason why they're short and it's just me because i can just ad lib uh, and so I don't script my podcasts and just sure. saved me some effort. And I thought <laughs> I thought uh, the other thing is that I might forget to do a show. And if I did them all the time, did them in batches, then they're always there. I wasn't going to do weekends. I thought I'd have some time off. But um, but it just made it easier to do Monday to Friday and just be there all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So do you find that that's uh, helped you a lot? Um, a difference. I I'm not sure. I I don't really have anything to go by. Uh, you see, um, I have um, 
uh, for me, the podcast is just another form of of traffic generation and another way to get the message out to my audience. Um, some people, the podcast is the entire business and so it's heavily promoted you know they might they might just do one episode a week but it's everything is around promoting that one episode whereas for us we have uh, a blog and uh, you know and emails and everything else that goes with it so i I just find uh being a 10 minute tip thing you you know it's an easy listen on the way to work while you're making a breakfast or cooking dinner or whatever and uh being there all the time there's always something to listen to yeah absolutely and mix it in with uh, an interview every now and again as well it's quite a nice idea because you know often short shows i think get complaint well not complaints exactly but requests for more information so you're giving them that more in-depth fix i guess once a week is it yes yeah the wednesday edition is yes. uh, is that and i i also feel that um it's uh it would be a bit sort of big headed to think you know it all and can tell every everyone everything about everything so yes. the best way i thought is to get some pretty good experts and to give them questions that no one else asked them um, and yes. to specifically ask them about their marketing systems um and how it can apply to what i what i call a real business you know to the rest of yes. us seems to That's seems absolutely. to be very popular excellent so I think you're, to me, it seems like your area of expertise and one of the reasons I was interested in talking to you is how you've tied in your podcast to the rest of the business. Like you say, your podcast isn't the business. You have something else going on and it's a lead generator for that. So do you, how do you track exactly the leads coming in from your podcast? Do you have a robust way of doing that, do you think? Uh, funny you ask that because that's something I've asked people on, on mine. Um it isn't it you know the simple answer is it is not easy in fact uh, i even speak to other people who have podcasts on downloads different mm-hmm. podcast hosting companies count downloads in different ways uh, you yeah. you could have a, a a podcast with i don't know 30,000 downloads a month you put it on another host and you've suddenly got 75,000 downloads a month uh, for the same <laughs> yeah. thing but um what all I don't have a specific uh, lead generating thing f- that I use every single time on the podcast, but we do have a couple. For instance, a free book. Um, I like to encourage people or reward them for putting the effort into reviewing the podcast and giving their opinion, in which case they can qualify for, if, if they let me know they've done it, a, a free book. And that's mm-hmm. a specific page that is only given out over the podcast uh the we are i do have certainly generating things and we are planning on creating one that is specific to the podcast mm-hmm. but okay. uh, but so far yeah i i would suggest i get more i'm fan at more from the emails when people email things in from around the world and they say and they refer to the podcast yeah so that's one of your measures of success for the show really yeah yeah I don't, it, um, there's in this day and age, there are a lot of platforms and, and I think it helps to just be everywhere. Uh, you can, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, after a while you can, you can probably find that something is more worth the effort, but I think it's worth testing everything and being everywhere. And I think podcasting has got a long way to go. Indeed. <laughs> Always. We've got many, many more people to bring into the fold really as listeners. Oh cool, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, well, once it once it gets into cars, it's a standard because mm. it's uh, it's like Freeview, isn't it? It's sort of radio yeah. on demand. Indeed, indeed. So monetization, then you is that the only way you monetize it then by selling your products and services through the show? Um, no, the uh, so. I mean, to give the full background, my I, my main income is from my e-commerce business. So in, in the UK, sell fire and safety equipment. Mm-hmm. And marketing for owners came from people asking how we do that. How uh, Because if for the UK, we're the, most, uh, the, the largest online supplier of fire safety equipment at fireprotectiononline.co.uk for anyone who's on fire, wants to see mm-hmm. how quick our delivery is. Um, and... People ask me, so I set up marketing for owners to answer the questions, to give me a place to put it. And then um, the this is the monetization of that is is through teaching courses and through membership. But in actual fact, it, we did a uh, what I'd call a kind of social media examiner, where we spent the first period of time, the first year, building an audience before actually diving in and selling them um the the uh, membership site is due to go live in february uh, but at the moment you'd struggle to give me any money <laughs> okay um that's interesting so you're going down the membership site route what what drew you along that way is that the, um, it's obviously quite a a growing area right now what what prompted you to look at that yeah there's i've I've read over the years. I've I've been internet marketing since I sold my original business in probably two thousand and three. And membership sites has always been. It always sounds great because of the thought that someone joins up and then they pay you every month forever. Of course, they don't okay, mention yeah. that people leave and they get bored. Yes, but uh, but the the alternative. I I had two alternatives. One was to create courses and sell courses. And the second one was to create a membership that discusses all aspects of marketing online and allow people to dip in and out of any course, to put every course within it and allow them to dip in and out. And if I was selling courses, uh, we're developing, we're, we're just finishing off the second of seven at the moment, and each one would sell on its own for three to $500 However, in a membership, it, it sounds odd, we would give all that away for about $40 a month. And mm, yes. and it, it just, you see, someone might want parts of a course, but not all of it, and may not want to throw down $300, but might just want a bit of it. So within the um, membership site, the, the larger courses are going to be broke down, broken down into their constituent parts so people can dip in and out. Yeah. So, do you have those courses created at the moment? Is that what you? What no, is that what you mean? We're we're working through them. So, um, mm-hmm. I see to to sell online. I have a a system. Marketing is a system, and, and in actual fact, I didn't even realize I had it for uh, at first until people asked me how do I sell it. And then the more I told people, the re- the more I realized that I actually do it in a particular way every single time. But um, so my system is, is like a seven-step system I call the perpetual um, sales system because it's it's a way to almost put your selling on autopilot. And the first step is to have a presence and to have that means to have a website as your hub, to have it set up in the right way. 
So that was the first course. The second one is to have a profile. And that means across all social media platforms. So the second course is the social media side. And then each other section will be developed over that. Uh, but but I didn't want to have them all ready at the first because that would be a bit overwhelming to dive in and go, wow, where do I start? So they're yeah. going to just be dripped in over the next 12 months. Yeah, I mean, that, that goes by one of the issues that a lot of people have with membership sites, which is that, you know, people pay the £50 for the first month and then you have you feel like you have to keep adding things anyway. So I suppose if you had everything live at the very start, then you feel that pressure to build it out. Yeah, the I've been in some myself before where where there's also when there's too much, you just don't do anything. Uh, not yeah. not many of these um, uh, these sites uh, what they call onboard you properly. They don't you know once they've got your money, that's it. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Knock yourself out. You, you know we've got support and everything, but uh, but they don't really help you beyond that. And they quite often it seems that the their main thing is is to add more and more to the site to keep you interested. Whereas in actual fact, if they just guide us through what's there, that might be enough. Um, and I've studied quite a few of the way of you know the way things things are done. And one of uh, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to be nice to our members and help them revolutionary i guess is we're gonna we're gonna talk to them actually really talk so give them uh, you know people a chance for 15 minute skype chats and anything and we're we will guide them through we will create a roadmap so uh, that would say if you're here with marketing um if say for instance you've already got all your website it's all set up it is generating leads then we can jump you over to this part of say email nurturing or something like that um but we're going to make an effort that uh, you see in in my my feeling of my own experience is that if i didn't use it if i didn't use information then my feeling afterwards that it wasn't very good when in actual fact i hadn't actually used it so i want people uh the, the system is proven it works and the only way people will know how good it is is to actually go through the material and give it a go so we will do everything to help people do that. Excellent. That sounds, that really speaks to me actually with my, I've got a background in education. So it really annoys me sometimes when you see courses that come out and they've really no guidance. There's, like you say, memberships that you sign up for and it's just a big stramash of courses and materials and everything. So I love that idea of actually just giving a really helping hand to guide people through it from start to finish. And actually it takes away, like you say, a lot of the pressure to keep building more and more. Do you think you'll have, well, you say you're going to have live help. So the, the opportunity to have Skype calls, that type of thing. Do you think you'll have any other ongoing weekly or monthly events? Uh, something that people often do in a, uh, in a membership. Yeah. The, uh, so first there's obviously the, the content on the, the blog. So there's funny enough, there's, There'll be three levels on the marketingforowners.com site. At the moment, there's a ton of information there. So as a, uh, a public visitor, you know, you can read the blog information and and you can get access to the podcast. Now, hopefully, though, the aim of those are, are not just to waste your time and, and to put more content into Google's database. The, the idea of these to actually teach you something, hopefully, when you've listened to a podcast or hopefully when you've read a blog post 
there's something you can do that helped you. Um, and it, it wasn't just more information for the sake of it. Now, then there's a free membership level where you can register and there'll be some free reports, things you might have to opt in to, uh, you know, what people call content upgrades, transcripts of podcasts and things like that, and extra checklist cheat sheets. And as a free member, you get those for free. And then the the paid side, which will get the courses, but there'll also be Q&A, uh, there would be guidance there will be monthly q a sessions there will be specialist uh, training from experts some of these people that i get to uh, you know to get to know via interviewing them on podcast are supplying information to give to members only which uh, so there's going to be uh, there's going um, one of the efforts will be to not give too much because if you can't keep up Again, it's overwhelming. And of course, you imagine this two years down the line, the thing will be huge. So so there will be something every week, but not too much that it's that you can't do it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really key, isn't it? It's, sometimes when I've dropped out of memberships, it is because you feel like you're not keeping up and therefore you're wasting your money. So you want to you want to drop out because... Yeah, you're you're not getting the full value for what you're paying for. So I really like that idea. You you also you've probably seen some as well where they have maybe a forum or a Facebook group where where when it was all new, everyone dived in, they asked all the questions. But now yeah. um, a year later, people join and they ask the questions, and no one answers because they or they come <laughs> back with oh, search the things, and the stuff's all buried. It's yeah. it's buried. No one can be bothered to ask. You know, tell them again. So I'm all very very conscious of my own experiences with these uh and i'd i'd like uh i'd like it to be a resource where a a business owner or a small business person or someone wants to get their thing going can think that'll do everything i need to know about online marketing i can find in there when i need it yeah perfect okay that's been really useful i think it relates on really well from the previous season of podcraft that we've just finished off which was around monetization and i know that a lot of people I talk to in podcasting it's one of the certainly one of the first things that they think of when they think about trying to monetize it's either it's usually other courses which you've discussed as well or a membership site so it's great to get your insights into what you're planning to do and what's what you think is going to work to go alongside your podcast and the rest of your business as well the other aspect that would be great to just get your thoughts on around your podcast is what has worked for you in terms of growing your audience so you've obviously been going a little while now. What have you tried in the past in terms of audience growth? Well, well, one, Facebook ads um, didn't really manage much with that. That that I found was difficult. We tried that, but I think the uh, the the problem with that is you need to when someone's on Facebook using Facebook, whether it's on a desktop or on a mobile. They're on Facebook. So if you want to get them to listen to a podcast, you've got to take them off to iTunes uh, or, you know, Stitcher or whatever it is. And I think that's the disconnect is they don't want to go off somewhere else Um, with other things, just a download or something like that from an ad. They can get it. So that that didn't help. But what we found by um, social media is is very successful. Uh, We use um, Edgar if you know meet edgar which um which libraries uh things because of course some when we analyze our uh, downloads certain episodes are more popular and find that 
certain subjects are more popular with people. And so those we can bring out regularly with Edgar and and get people to, to listen, change the wording, the links a bit. Um, what I've also found is by uh, instead of just having show notes, little uh, you know a couple of links and things we we have every single episode fully transcribed and uh it, it's funny actually remember i said it's ad lib once you actually see your spoken word written down made, yeah makes me look like a complete idiot so uh, so it's <laughs> then edited by somebody uh to make me look like i can speak comp- uh, uh, properly and uh and that becomes uh, that that obviously helps for um for google and generates content so uh so that has that has helped but since we've been able to interview other people leveraging other people's audience is is probably the biggest um is probably the most successful so far the transcriptions one's interesting because i get a lot of questions about that and i've tried a few different methods myself and so you're saying that you put on the full transcription, but it is edited to be more like the written word as opposed to the original transcription. Yeah. So um, in so remember that there's two types. So on the sort of 10 minute daily one, that's yep. full yep. transcription and that is the whole post. But it is edited to make it look readable uh, because yeah. uh, because the, there's little repeats and where you go, um, 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 you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So actually... It, it's it's what I say, but is is the full thing. Uh, another thing is I record those as uh, on an iPhone as a video, so that's posted on YouTube. It's also posted separately on Facebook. Uh, the i the i sorry the YouTube video is embedded on that, and then there's the MP3 and the uh, download and everything else. That full post is there. But when we do the interviews, if they're thirty forty minutes the transcriptions are quite long. And so I have my, um, one of the staff writers pick out the salient points and create a post from it. Uh, that, that is say, I don't know, Marcus Sheridan's six, uh, you know, six best tips for content marketing for 2016. And, and the, the full transcription is an optim or uh, a members only upgrade. Excellent. So yeah, you have some kind of content upgrades for your podcast as well, particularly. Yes, uh, the the uh, on the daily one as well. Uh, we have at the end. There's on a Monday. There's um, a book for the week. Well, I'll recommend a book. There's Tuesday. There's a toolbox tip, which is generally a free tool. Um, on Thursday, it's a podcast to a drive time podcast to listen to and on friday a weekend challenge to because quite simply i know they're going to do some work over the weekend even though they're not supposed to be so i try and give people something else to think about and like a six point something to think about for the business the on the books and the tools and everything else i only recommend things i've actually read or um or or using myself uh and they're generally free things so they're little quick tips so that but that enables us to have other opt-ins so for instance you could opt in to get my favorite top five books you you know do you want to here we've got a list of 60 that i've recommended do you want to see the top five that kind of thing 
Yeah. Okay. Great. And you get. Uh, do you, can you track your opt-ins for those lead magnets separately? Do you know how well they do? Though so, uh, only from um, on the particular ones where they are specific to the podcast. So, so for instance, a transcription that's specific to that one, we can. I, I use lead pages, and that will be an individual one. But if we put, say, the books the top five books on various ones. No, it won't be specific. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned earlier on about the platforms uh, and be everywhere, <laughs> borrowing from our other favorite uh, internet marketer. But um, what platforms, are there any platforms that are your most effective, do you think? I, I'm assuming you're particularly talking about social media platforms yeah. there. Are correct? Yeah. Okay. Which ones do you think you get the most leads from? For, for us, Funny enough, Facebook works well and yep. Twitter. Um, now, it's something I – so I've got two different businesses. You see, in our uh, fire protection business, it, we, we also have good numbers, good following. But a lot of our audience is not – you know, they don't want to chat to us and they don't want to uh, – people are not going to put on, face, you know, social media, uh, oh, look – here we we had a huge fire last week. Here's the pictures. Um, it, it's not a uh, the kind of thing you talk about in marketing, though. People like to share tips from others, and uh, it, it makes people look want you know makes them look clever. So, so I feel that that Twitter and Facebook because they're so easy to share are successful. And we don't really use Instagram, and we use Pinterest to a certain extent but the the reason we don't is because it's it's not really known to or rather it is known not to work so easily in my type of business now there's going to be a huge queue of people <laughs> to to say yes it does but for the effort put in and for what people do um it's just not not the same it's i mean for instance if you if you attend lots of conferences then you're going to have lots of photos uh i don't if you interact with more people get out and about again you have opportunity for lots of photos so you might do a lot on instagram and it just wouldn't work for for me or if you had a bigger staff and you can get more information you know more stuff from people but but for some of us i'm i'm one of these people that that forgets that my iPhone takes photos and also does videos. Apparently when I'm out, I, I can see, uh, you know, a, a, something that would, um, everyone want to know. And someone would say, did you get a video of that? And I'd say, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. So, uh, so for me, Facebook and Twitter are the ones that are more successful. I think YouTube should, would be successful for anybody if they're doing it right. If they're putting enough effort in, I think YouTube will work for every single business. Yeah. Would you ever, have you ever considered repurposing your podcast content for YouTube? Uh, well, those do. Every single one is on, every single one is on YouTube and the embed comes back on there. Um, it's one of the downsides is, is there's probably too much because they go up daily. So there's not enough time to make more of them. But, uh, but it does, it does actually, I mean, people do watch them a few uh, the the podcast the audio podcast is more popular though do you put visuals alongside it or is it just actually a talking head type video it's 
it's just me um we will put uh, a pic so if i've featured a toolbox tip or something you know put the logo for it or or the the cover of a book or something like that but it would it will be just me on on camera there yeah and how would you try to draw people back to the podcast from there is it just a, a link in the description anything special yeah every, every now and again i don't use the same thing so i i will mention for for example um i'll say if you're driving along if you miss the notes here you can go to martinfroners.com forward slash podcast forward slash 300 you know get the full notes or there or to see um, a a landing page in i mean it sounds corny but but i i will uh, sort of explain to people that it's a a cheap trick but to to see a landing page in action go to one of our landing pages (laughs) and because i i actually tell people uh, you know in theory we should be pretty good at marketing so go opt in and see what we do and copy it yeah for your own business change the wording a little please indeed (laughs) don't rip us off entirely Excellent. Okay. That's been really useful, John. Thanks very much for sharing. I think that's been some good uh, growth strategy tips alongside the uh, the monetization stuff earlier. So I think that's really valuable for our listeners. Uh, is there anything, just before we tie up, do you want to uh, direct people towards where they can find you online? Anything you particularly want them to check out at the moment? Yeah. The, what, I would, what I would say is that marketing, a, a lot of people think marketing's quite difficult and it doesn't have to be difficult your your website if you can get people to opt in then you can talk to them and you can talk to them for a long time so if you want to know how we do it and again a cheap trick not just to get people on the list but genuinely if you want to see how we do it go to marketingforowners.com forward slash 71 there's a, a report there that uh, is that a lot of people write into and say thanks that's fantastic and we've had something like 4,000 downloads of that report but you will be on an email sequence that runs for I think about six months okay. and and it, you can see the types of things that we do occasionally questions uh, little little tricks uh, there's a couple of questions at the beginning to ask people if they if they can confirm they got the report and if people answer, it tells Google that that in those emails are of more interest and not to throw them in spam. And there's little little tricks and tips. So if you just emulate what we do, it's going to work for any business there to build up a list. Perfect. Well, yeah, I'd encourage everyone to go along, sign up for that list. I shall certainly do so after this and check out your sequence. Something I'm definitely working on with the podcast host at the moment to try and uh, give our listeners or readers as much value as possible when they sign up for the email list because I think it's quite easy to to lose people like you, you're kind of uh, they're joining in halfway through I suppose like you say there's already tons of content there that they've missed so be able to take them back to the start and guide them through so yeah all, all you've got to remember is that is that if if you when you write your email imagine you're writing to one single person and if you write it and then put it in an autoresponder, it's it's written once and every single person will get it forevermore. You only have to do it once, each one. Indeed. And I think so many podcasters don't really think of mailing lists as a, a thing for them as well because they talk via audio. But, <laughs> of course, it's a great way to, to get people back to our website, to direct products, services, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> great. Well, thanks very much, John. That's excellent. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. It's a pleasure. Great to be here. 
Thanks very much, guys, and we'll have a link to John's website and podcast in the episode show notes over at podcraft.net. And one more wee thing before you head off. You might know that we put out a lot of written content at thepodcasthost.com and one series of blog posts that I've been working on recently covers a lot of stuff that's relevant to the conversation in this week's episode. It's a series on growing your podcast audience and so far I've covered things like creating shareable content, getting yourself out there and building a community around your show. I've even got an article there on how to get more iTunes reviews so hopefully you'll find loads of useful hints and tips throughout that series you can find it at thepodcasthost.com slash growth alright that's enough for this episode next week we'll have another interview this time with Bo York of the Satchel podcast player who'll be talking about podcasting apps and discoverability in the meantime thanks very much for listening to podcraft and we'll see you next time